When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3, Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> there is a bomb. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la victoire des Canadiens. You found the dogs, John. You found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. TV. It's going to be sick. Marinaro on this Thursday night, March 16. One minute past 10 o'clock, and I don't know if I've ever seen this before. I haven't been really taking a look all that much at social media to see if somebody actually brought it up, but did you ever see a total of 10 goals scored in the first 13 minutes of the hockey game? Have you ever seen that before in your life? I don't think I've ever seen that before in my life. Like what we saw tonight? Almost didn't seem real. It almost looked like there was some kind of a joke. Michael Matheson opens the scoring like 16 seconds into period number one. And then the 10th goal of the period is Carter Verhage. 13 minutes and two seconds later. In a span of 13 minutes and two seconds, 10 goals. I've never seen anything like it it's insane what happened tonight absolutely insane samuel montambo three goals boom pulled jake allen comes in he gives up six they go back to montambo he doesn't give up any canadians lose by a score of nine to five versus the panthers in florida it's a sick podcast we're live on youtube we're live on facebook and we are live on twitter and of course the show is brought to you by in part by Energy Transportation Group, a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America, and brought to you in part by La Bête à Tibi, brewed in Quebec, a winner of a dozen international awards. La Bête à Tibi offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste, and I still have to get a case out to Marc-André Perrault, but he's in uh, Banff, in Lake Louise, Skiing. When he comes back, I'll get it to him. What a crazy, crazy hockey game. Crazy hockey game. Hey, by the way, 
You know some of those sound issues that plagued us over the past couple of days? Well, Agnello and Sammy, they got to work. They got to it. And now they've created like a back room studio, like a green room, that if ever the sound is just acting up, they go back to the green room or back to the studio room or back to the sound room with the collaborator, and they fix it all behind the scenes. Unbelievable. We react fast, you know. Once there was an issue, twice, boom, they reacted right away. And Yellow didn't like it. We got to do something about it. So he's uh, back in the studio right now with our guest, Max Van Hoot of BPM Spa, which it looks like everything's going good, I would imagine. And if so, bring him up. Max. Tony the legend. How are you doing? Legend. Legend is a, is a big word. I'm not so sure no, that I'm, no, no. I've reached legendary status. 20 years in the biz, best in the biz. Tony Marinaro, don't be too humble, please. Thank you. I appreciate that. Did you just call me the best in the biz? Uh, I do believe you are the best in the biz. I do believe you are the best in the biz. It's very nice of you to in, say. At least in the biz of um, interactive sports talk radio, you are the best, Tony. You've always been an inspiration. Since I moved to Montreal in 2012 and I discovered your show, actually. Where, uh, where did you live? Oh, I moved a lot, but uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what, Max? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. We're 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 part of the ahead. same network. You're a host at go BPM ahead. Spa Radio. Um, you host the show between 1:30 and 3:30 p.m. You're also the play-by-play voice of CF Montreal Soccer on BPM Spa Radio, and uh, I got to know you uh, obviously when I joined August 29th as a collaborator on one of the shows. On the morning show there with Jean Charles, but uh, I I don't know much about you. Uh, we've had a couple of chats, but you know what? Before we get to this crazy game, uh, for the benefit of everyone watching, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, bud? Oh my God, boring story, Tony. Much more boring than this game. Uh, moved a lot across the province. Born on the North Shore, I guess that's how you would call it in English, La Côte Nord. 10 hours north from Montreal in Sicil, oh, wow. beautiful Sicil. Oh, wow. Just like the, the legend, the last captain to have relived the cup, Guy Carbonneau. And uh, moved a lot because my parents were uh, working in penitentiaries and uh, came to Montreal for college. And that's when I discovered TSN 690 back in 2012. Discovered, uh, I knew you from uh, your uh, apparition on French TV. And that's when yeah. I discovered your radio show. And I was like, oh, wait, that is actually something. And I was hooked since then. And I wanted to work oh, in that wow. business. Oh, wow. Real, wow. Well, geez. Uh, I don't know what to say. But uh, I, I think, you know, what you just told me is some of the nicest things that anyone's ever said to me. So thank you very much. I really appreciate that. I'm, uh, wow, very humbling. Very, very, very nice. Thank you very well, much. I, mean I appreciate that. Well, look, I was inspired by uh, by the late Ted Teven. And when I was a teenager, I used to listen to his shows. And then I used to call in. I, I thought he was like the best radio personality out there. Uh, he was a tremendous showman. And, uh, you know, I became a caller of his show. And at one point, I remember him saying I was uh, going to bed. His show was Monday to Friday from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. And uh, I used to go to bed with my yellow Walkman, my yellow Sony Walkman. <laughs> and uh, and I used to listen to his show. And then once the show was over at 1 o'clock, that's when I would fall asleep. And I remember one night 
at around 12.55, 12.56, just as he's going to sign off. He says to Tony from LaSalle, you have the goods to be in this business. That's and awesome. and when that came from Ted Teeve and the guy that I looked up to, the guy that I idolized, the guy that I thought was like the best on radio, the best personality, the best showman I wanted to be like him. And when he said that, man, it changed my life. It really changed my life because I said to myself, it doesn't matter what people think. I mean, I think I can do it. Uh, but you know what? When a guy like that, as good as him, someone who does the profession, says, I think you got the goods to be in this business, who knows better than him, right? So, you know, I I knocked on a lot of doors and uh, no one answered for the longest time, but I just kept on knocking. And uh, then, you know, one thing led to another. I got a little lucky. Uh, I met Wayne Buse at a, uh, at a golf tournament. And he was with another radio station, but he recognized my voice and he invited me to his hockey pool. And I joined this hockey pool for a bit. And then he moved over to the Team 990, which had uh, was starting up. Uh, only English Montreal uh, all sports radio station. And then when they were about uh, just a, less than a year in, about six or seven months in, asked me if I wanted to volunteer to do the post game show, Habs post game show, because they didn't have one. Uh, do it on restaurant certificates because we're not paying you. <laughs> and then I did that. And about a month later, it came back to me and asked me if I wanted to do the pregame show. And I said, yes. And then I was doing the pregame and postgame for about four months and then volunteered for um, uh, auditioned for uh, a spot on the afternoon drive and uh, was lucky enough to be one of the two people chosen to host that show. So did that for two and a half years, did the morning show for two and a half years and did the Montreal Forum for 14 years. And uh, that's beautiful. So that was it. So, you know, it's, it's, it, the, the things come full circle, right? The way Ted Teven inspired me, I'm finding out tonight that I inspired you. And uh, Max, one day uh, you're going to be hosting your own podcast in about 10 years from now, maybe less. And uh, you're going to be talking to somebody else who's going to say, hey, Max, I used to listen to you on BPM Spore or I used to listen to you on your podcast. And you're the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. So. You're going to see. It's going well, to come around as well. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully it doesn't come too quick, though, because, uh, no, things are coming too quick lately. Things are coming too quick. So hopefully not too quick. Yeah. No, no. I I, I, I hear you. Uh, when's the last time you remember a game crazy like this one? This is, this I do is, not, uh, this Tony. is unbelievable. I do not, Tony. And that was the first question I wanted to ask you. And I'm sure everybody, I would say, I don't know, we're 2023. So anybody 35 and under would like to have this question, I'm sure. Is this what the 80s looked like? Because that was, that was crazy tonight. No goaltending, full yeah. open play in the first period. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was funny, to be honest. I'm not sure I enjoyed it that much other than for the laughing factor. Because that first period, that's not... That's not the beautiful game of hockey that I love. I, I enjoy me some defensive play. I'm an ex-goalie. Yeah. I enjoy goaltending. Yeah. And, uh, oh, boy, that wasn't pretty. That was when really a, when not a pretty. Team, when a team knows they're not going to make the playoffs, commitment to defense, and this is what this is what I tell people, okay? Uh, I often get asked for, uh, you know, betting advice, and I say, listen, I, I say, this is what I can tell you. I don't even know if there's stats to back this up because I really haven't looked into it all that much. But what I say is I have a theory. And my theory is in the first 
month of the season, teams' defense and defensive systems, they're not really at their best. They're not up to par. So in the first month, I like overs, okay? Yeah. In the last month, I like to take a look at teams that are out of the playoffs, and especially if two teams are out of the playoffs are going to play each other, I like overs again because at that point, you don't have to defend. At that point, you're playing to hit some bonuses. At that point, you're playing to pad your stats. On the contrary, if there's two teams that are very, very tight and they're both in the playoffs and they both um, you know, need the points, I look at unders, and every now and then with a small wager, I'll even look at ties because teams will like to get a point each out of the game. Yeah. Now, where it gets tough is in the middle of the season because, of course, it's a long season. Any team can beat any team on any given night. We've seen that already. So in the middle, it gets a little bit more tough. But at the beginning of the season and near the end of the season, I have a theory that I usually stick with, you know? All right, so I would lo- uh, my eye test would agree with that tendency. With the, the start of the season, definitely. Uh, you always see in the first 20 games a bunch of guys who seem to be on pace for, I don't know, 150 points. Then, of course, only McDavid keeps that pace for the rest of the year. And then a bit Dreisaitl and Kucherov and uh, all the things like that. Um, but, yeah, you do. Are, I would agree with you with those uh, games uh, starring teams that are out of the playoff uh, near the end because it is a very valid point with the, the bonuses players try to hit and stuff like that. Injuries, too. Uh, injuries that come in to key players. Uh, a lot of younger players who get addition in those game on defense yeah, yeah. on uh, lower lines. So I would tend to agree with you. But what what we've been seeing these past few games, I mean, it's just what is it like two minutes the longest it took for a goal to get in against Pittsburgh? I think that yeah, was it. Yeah, that is. I was. Uh, uh, I don't know. You know, t- tonight looked like it was going to be one of those. Uh, uh, if you take a look at the Colorado game last week, Colorado got out to a 4-0 lead in period number one. They did. And Buffalo got out to a 7-3 lead, 3-0, and then 7-3 after the first period. So they were up by four goals, too. Clearly, most of the Canadians players have given up. Tonight, I have to tell you, I was disappointed with Garyanov. We've talked about his inconsistency over the past couple of years in the National Hockey League. Tonight, this guy just, you know what, he, there was, you know, he didn't even try type of thing. So yeah. he's not the only one who, you know, just didn't want to battle, didn't want to work. But Garyanov is one of the guys tonight just mailed it in. He's not the only yeah. guy, but he mailed it in. The only uh, the only way I would disagree with you on this is to be disappointed by Gurianov would mean I have expectations for Gurianov. Uh, and I mean, I only ask to be surprised by the guy, but you don't get traded by a team in the place of the Dallas Stars uh, for Yevgeny Dadanov if you don't have a lot of bad things about you. So, I mean, I remember him, of course, from the bubble like everybody else, but my expectations were so low for him. And even after the first two games, when he came in and looked like the Gurianov from the bubble, I was like, wait a second. And... In French, we say chasser le naturel et il revient au galop. So I don't know how you would translate that. Like, uh, well, say, that again. A... Say, say that very slowly if you can. Chasser le naturel. So chase the natural. Okay. And it will come back running. Really? Because that's I... how you would translate it. 
Yeah, I never um, heard. I never heard that. But then again, you're not talking to the most. <laughs> you're not talking to the most intellectual person in the world. I am not the smartest guy in the world either. Yeah. So it's only to to say that uh, if a habit goes away, it's gonna come back running. Like it doesn't leave just like that. So that's uh, that's what yeah. the saying says. Grow, so rules. Christopher Francois says. So Tony, do you still believe that Martin Saint Louis is the right guy to be the coach of the Canadians? Yes. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It's going to take a long time for me to change that personally. Why? If I, if I was going to give um, a team with Yelonen, Belzil, Tierney, Anthony Richard, oh my God, Pizzetta, and then I'm going to give them inexperienced players, get Harvey Pinard. I'm going to give them players who don't play the best 200-foot game ever, Drouin, Hoffman. I'm going to give them inconsistent player in Garyanov. I'm going to give them a young D with guys like Barron and Gouli. I'm going to give them two goalies like Allen and Montambo. I mean, uh, what, Scotty Bowman would do better? I don't think so. I think there would be four players on offense who would play if the Habs were at full force right now. So come on. Listen, the Canadians had, what, five centers to start the season? Suzuki, Doc, Monaghan, Dvorak, and Evans. The only one in the lineup is Suzuki. I mean, let's let's... The best winger they had for the first line... For Suzuki and Caulfield, was Doc. He's not in the lineup. The best one-two punch, they had Suzuki and Caulfield. Caulfield's not in the lineup. I I mean, let's let's be honest here. Let's, you let's have be two AHLers with your $8 million man up front at Sandler wearing the C. I love RHP. I love him. Yeah. You have two AHLers on the first line, and you will blame that on the coach? I mean, come on. Like, yeah, no. Rolls on. is uh, Christopher no. Rolls is trolling. That's what he's doing. No, no, he's no. trolling. The listeners he's, are better. Trolling. The listeners he, are better. He, he's this. trolling. He's trolling. The Canadians okay. don't have. There, they, it's not an AHL lineup, and it's not an NHL lineup. Uh, it's uh, it's basically a uh, a hybrid. Okay, so well, it would, uh, yeah, you know what it would be? It would be an AHL lineup with designated players. That's what it would be. Yeah, or else what we can do is you try to find a league anywhere between AHL and NHL. So wow. let me see. From AHL to NHL, it's from A to B, C, D, E, F, G, H, <laughs> I, J, K, L, N. There's about 12 letters. So let's go six more letters. B, C, D, like E, F. F. It would be a GHL is what it would be. There we go. That would be the uh, the hybrid, the GHL. Oh, that's beautiful. What a... Uh, no, but some of the goals that went in, like the puck had eyes, though, eh? Like it, it really, really crazy goals. But Jake Allen in particular, and I tweeted this, eh? I tweeted this. This guy tonight, he wouldn't even be able to stop a cab. What he would happened not be able to Jake Allen tonight? That that was weird. That was really weird because you know what? When he got in, I was like, okay, now that's just, it's just. It's normal. When these type of things happen, you switch the goalie. It just switched the rhythm of the game because everybody's shook. Everybody feels bad for the guy that just went out and everybody yeah. like steps up. Like it, it, This is basic hockey 101 for a goalie switch. 
but then Allen got in and started fumbling the ball on his first shot. I was like, oh, okay, what the heck is going on here? And it never stopped. And it actually got worse because when the first puck went in, you could uh -huh. actually see. And I don't remember which goal it was because there were nine freaking goals tonight. But the, yeah. one of them that came from the point. Um, and I don't remember who, who it was who like challenged the puck even more, kind of like going like, man, I can't let Jake take a shot right now. And what happened? It, it went through him. When the puck goes through you like this, this is very, very. Um, I'm not sure. The word is not humbling here, uh, but uh, you know, it, it's a uh, hu humiliating. Sorry for a goalie, yeah. and he could not get out of it. And as the veteran on this team, I was. Uh, I don't know. I was really, really disappointed in that. He looked like he was sleeping. Honestly, he, he really looked like he was sleeping. Like when he came in, there were goals going in from everywhere. His reaction time. And it was like, man, it was, it was, it was bad. Um, I, I don't look, I'm going to be very careful what I say here. Okay. Be careful. Tony. I'm going to be very, very careful. And, and and honestly, I'm gonna I'm 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 saying this with no intention whatsoever. You know as well as I do. Now, I for one second, I don't believe that hockey is fixed. Not for one second do I believe that hockey is fixed. You know, a lot of people think that boxing is fixed. Uh, we've heard that before. A lot of people think football is fixed. Sometimes, you know, it's a it's a. Uh, a spread is like seven and a half and uh, and uh, all the money is on the team to cover the spread. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, the team wins, but they win by seven. Or if the spread is one, a team wins by one and it's a push. Right. When things like that happen or when a team is up 28 to three and they end up losing the game. A lot of people say it's fixed. Right. Because fantasy football, there's a lot of money. So. Listen carefully to what I'm going to tell you. For one, not for a second, do I think hockey's fixed? Not for one second, I don't. The kind of goals that went in tonight, that's the kind of game where people would watch and they would say, Is this game fixed? Because this can't be happening. You know what I mean? You know, I understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It feels like, um, you know, the game, uh, not the game, sorry, the movie. Uh, I don't know if it's the same name in English, but uh, in French, it's Les Remplaçants with Keanu Reeves as the quarterback for the, the Washington Sentinel. It's still the replacement in English. Yeah, You know yes. the kicker? The kicker was played, if my memory stands correct, by uh, Rice Fans. I think that's how you yeah. pronounce his name. Um, well, he, he's in with some bookies. He's in with some yes. bookies who, wanna, yes. who want him to miss the field goal and they're going to break his leg. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a soccer them. player, I think. He's a soccer player. Exactly. No yeah exactly so yeah that's kind of what it looked like kind of looked like jake allen would have his bookie in there in there and like go look at him and like allen you gotta keep the puck going in you gotta keep the puck going in yeah and i would agree but with in you the end, that. in the end he got hurt though remember and then he said to shane falco shane i'm i'm, I'm well shane realized when he, he told him exactly. that uh yeah yeah he told him that he had to miss he told him he had to miss he said i'm sorry shane and i i blew it all and stuff like that exactly. and, and then um what happened uh falco instead of making him kick it he actually picked up yeah. the ball he ran and um and he ran with it he got in it was a touchdown but there was a flag on the play exactly what i a, love that what a good guy keanu reeves is good guy keanu reeves, keanu reeves 
is one of the nicest people in the world, actually. If he you is. read up on him, the amount of money that he's donated to charity is oh, yeah. unbelievable. And there's there's a there's a footage of him on the internet. I'm sure you've seen this before. Yeah, he takes, the, he takes the subway in New York, right? Yeah. He's sitting down, uh, sees he's a woman standing guy. up, asks her if she wants to sit down, makes her sit down, he stands up. He's a great guy. Reminds me, I got to go see John Wick when I can. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. Chapter By four. the way, um, the actress in that movie. The Replacement or uh, John Wick? Uh, no, in The Replacement. I don't remember who's the actress in The Replacement. I know which, uh, which act. I know it's, uh, is it, uh, what's her name? Uh, I got it here. Brooke Langton. Brooke Langton, eh? Yeah. Very pleasant person to look at in that movie. No? Yeah, I don't Very remember. pleasant. She, she had a... She was the cheerleader. Oh. You don't remember? Yes, I do know, but I, because I'm reading here on her. The end. They kissed at the end. Yeah, but I'm reading on her and trying to find if she had any other thing. And it says Friday Night Light, the series. I don't know if you watch Friday Night Light, the series. And it says yeah. she's in there, but I can't remember on no, Friday Night No, I didn't Light. see her in that. You know, what I, what, I, what I remember is I remember her. She was very pleasant to look at. I remember Keanu Reeves, who obviously played the quarterback. He played Shane Falco. And I remember uh, Gene Hackman, who was the coach who played Jimmy McGinty. Yeah, yeah exactly. Great movie. I love the replacements. My favorite part, uh, when they had the, the fight in the bar, and then they all got, <laughs> a, they got arrested, and they were in jail, and uh, they started, uh, they started, uh, started dancing they started to I Will Survive. Dancing to I Will Survive. That's, that was great. That was absolutely fantastic, yes. So, uh, so Jake Allen like would the, be the future fixing the game. Yeah, if you like, uh, no, but I, you know, what I said was, If you're one of those that thinks that sports is fixed and uh, you watch the hockey game tonight, you would have said, my God, this can't be like this has to be fixed. But no, it can be. This is the beauty of sports. The beauty of sports is that it's not always perfect. Systems aren't always done to perfection. Guys don't always play perfect games. Sometimes um, the unthinkable happens and the unthinkable is scoring 10 goals in 13 minutes. That's the unthinkable. It happened tonight. Yeah, but you you got to give it to uh to Monty though, uh coming back and like probably telling himself, "All right, I have one goal tonight and it's making sure they don't reach that 10." And he stopped what, 19 pucks after coming back, which uh got you thinking, what it which, and I'm not second guessing the decision. It was a decision yeah. to take Monty out after those three goals, but it does leave you I don't know if I would have done that. Did you think you know? they were terrible goals? He was hung it's out not, to dry three times. I agree with you, but it's not that much that I think they were terrible goals that I do think that unless, like when you had Carey Price, who didn't want to be taken out, who wanted to find a way himself, when you have a young goalie like this, just to change the pace of the game. Just to pace, because Bobrovsky had not made a save at that moment. Like mm -hmm. two, two pauses went on. Uh, I think seven goals were scored in that game. Um, eight goals were scored, 16 shot on goal, two pauses, a puck in the stands, Frodo going to Mordor and yeah. throwing the ring in Mount Doom. All of this happened before Sergei Bobrovsky actually had a stop. So 
Because yeah. he was also out of sync, you figure maybe if you switch your goalie right away, maybe you yeah. can get things back and like then smash the goalie on the other side. So I didn't have a problem with it, but it does leave you wondering, knowing what yeah. Jake Allen came in doing and what Sam yeah. did after that, what would have happened if he had stayed in the game? Hey, K-Manutube says on YouTube Live, Tony, thanks for the spoiler. No, 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 no. You're not going to make me feel bad about this. That movie <laughs> came out 23 years ago. <laughs> It was released <laughs> in the year 2000. If you haven't watched Come it by on. now, you never will. Come on. Does that does that guy know that Darth Vader is Luke Fodder? Uh, he know? Probably not. Hey, the replacements, in my opinion, my opinion, I know it was a little tacky. I know it was yeah. a little tacky. Oh, you're going to go there. But still one of my favorite sports movies of all time. Okay. I would agree with that. I thought you were going to say the best. One of my, one of the best. Uh, I agree. I think, I think Miracle is tough to beat. Uh, well, you know, I'm from the Mighty Ducks generation, so I have no okay. choice to go with Mighty Ducks. Oh, I like Miracle a lot more than I like the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I know. It's probably a better movie objectively. I like Miracle a lot more than I like Mighty Ducks. I like Mighty Ducks and, uh, well, I mean, can't go wrong with uh, Remember the Titans. And I have a soft spot for any given Sunday. Really Remem soft spot for any given Sunday. Remember the Titans and any given Sunday? Excellent sports movies. Excellent sports movie. Is Rocky considered a sports movie, by the way? Oh, it is. Of course, it has to be. So I, I love Rocky. I love oh, wait, Rocky. Is it a sports movie or is it a drama? Yeah, it's a, sport, it, no, it's a sports movie. Background. No, it's a okay. sports movie. Uh, I love Rocky. Okay. Raging Bull was good. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed to coach Carter with Samuel L. Jackson in high school. Very good. When We Were Kings was good. When We Were Kings. I don't know that one. Yeah, me neither. I can't remember. I'm just looking it up. Thought that was funny. <laughs> can't go wrong with Les Boys too here in Quebec. You know, I never watched it. Oh my god! You know what? They, I I discovered this fun fact about Les Boys a few months back. Did is, you is know my that? Buddy, in, is my uh, buddy Patrick Huard in that movie? He is. He is. He has a key role. He has a key oh, role. Really? He, that I, yeah. I, I I so I I met Pat today for the very first time. In the studio, yeah. uh, who's he's a legend, he's a legend in Quebec, he and is. I figured that he was in that movie. By the way, I don't know if you ever watched the movie Goal, it's also very tacky, it's kind of like, like a bird, Goal, Goal, G O A L. Oh, sorry, yeah, it's it's basically the story of you know, put it this way, it would almost be like if they made a movie after Ishmael Kane, so a okay. kid who's playing you know, amateur soccer or pickup soccer with his friends and who believes. And then all of a sudden somebody sees him, believes in him, sends him for a tryout. And the next thing you know, you know, the kid ends up playing at a very, very high level, okay. a little bit different than that. Uh, but, uh, you know, so I, 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 that's a good movie too. I like Creed as well, uh, but I went to watch Creed three uh, about a month ago at the theater And I didn't think it was as good as one or two. But anyway, yeah, let's uh, let's get back to uh, let's get back to the game here, or else we're going to go on and talk about movies all the time. I could do uh, this. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to get carried away. I recognize that he's an AHL player, but I'm telling you, I think Anthony Richard is better than a lot of people give him credit for. Now, I you know he might be a tweener. We talked about this with Daphne. He might be a tweener where he might be maybe really good for AHL, not good enough for the National Hockey League. But this guy can fly, and this guy can shoot. He has a very good speed. Very, very good speed. The problem is, um, 
you can only have so much as uh, RHP, Belzil, and him. Like, they're not all going to get time. Good for any... If Belzil... RHP is there next year. Like, he's there. 100%. But if Belzil and Richard with this addition, it gets them, I don't know, a spot anywhere else, that would be good for them. I think the Rocket could find... Well, the Montreal Canadian organization can find a way to keep Belzil at his age, give him, like, a great wage in the AHL one way and like something yeah. of the same wage in the NHL and maybe Mathieu Darche out of it. Mathieu Darche who had his first full-fledged season with Tampa at what, 30? And yeah. then had a few decent seasons with the Habs and ended up playing, if I stand correct, around 200 games in the show despite not playing regularly until his 30s. Maybe he can do that too. Uh, I, I'd rather have a guy like this with the, with the intensity of it and the pride that he shows in his game than whoever else. But you're going to need this. You're going to need this. That was one of the like, don't get me wrong. I am uh, a Bergevin fan for the, uh, the 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 most of the work that he did in his ten years as the Montreal Canadian. The body With of that work. being the body of work. Thank you. That is exactly what yeah. I was looking for. Yeah. Um, but he had one big problem. He gave too many big contracts to guys that were lower in the chart. You don't give big contract to too many guys lower in the chart. I, I like Yoel Armia. I like Paul Byron. But these are guys that you're supposed yeah. to flip. You're supposed to flip him. When they're on the bigger contract, I you think flip you'd given, him. I think you'd given a four-year deal to Travis Mullen, too, if memory serves me well. Remember that one? I do. And yeah, that's a problem. Like you, you, keep him coming. Keep him coming. Like, yeah. they, they, like I mean this with no disrespect, but like yeah, you need main characters and you need NPCs non-playable yeah. character in a video game you need him and it's not a diss to be one of them but when the npc tries to be the the the, the main character not everybody's ryan reynolds and gonna become the main character you know like go get that contract elsewhere and flip him flip him flip him yeah tampa bay lightning carolina hurricanes are pros at now at doing this bringing everybody in keeping the good guys and that's what you're going to need to figure out soon i think that mark bergevin was really good um at player evaluations he wasn't perfect, folks. If you're going to bring up the drawing trade, no one bats for a thousand. All right. And even he said that. Remember, he said, actually, as a matter of fact, he said that in an interview that we had. I, I asked him a couple of questions and he said, listen, Tony, I'm not going to bat for a thousand. Okay. If you expect me to bat for a thousand, it's not going to happen. You're going to be disappointed, but no one bats for a thousand. But, you know, individually, he made great moves. When it came time to actually put together the whole team, I think it was a little bit harder. I think for him, managing people was an area that he needed to get better at. And when a negotiation was tough, it um, it seemed like it dragged on and it seemed like it got you know, maybe a little bit personal. And the next yeah. thing you know, that those were some of the areas, but he was very good at identifying talent. I thought he was very good at making individual trades for the most part. Uh, and in terms of the construction of the team, the year that he got it right was the year that they went to the final. That year, every single move that he pulled, I mean, he brought in John Merrill, he helped. He brought in Gustafson, he helped. He brought in Corey Perry, he helped. He brought in Eric Stahl. He helped. He brought in Tyler Toffoli. He helped. I mean, every single move that he made to put together that team, unfortunately, it was not sustainable. So after that year, things kind of fell apart. 
And that's what Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon are talking about. They're talking about, we want to be very good for a very long time. We want what we build to be sustainable, much like, Max, what the Boston Bruins have done. The Boston Bruins, since in 2011, won a Stanley Cup. Since then, they went to the Stanley Cup final twice, lost one in Game 6 versus Chicago, lost another one in Game 7 versus St. Louis, and this year, they're the best team in hockey, and it wouldn't surprise me if they go to yet another final. So now they've been doing this, the Bruins have, the Bruins have been very good for 13, 14, 15 years. Yeah. Like very good for 12, but, you know, good for like about 15. Totally. And that's totally. really I mean, hard to do. It is, and it starts with, but here's the question I have for you, though. Are Suzuki and I don't know, Caulfield, mm. do they have, like, do, do, do the Habs have the type of leadership that Boston had at the start to settle things down? Because I was listening to this Zed and O'Shara interview recently. Not, where, not, uh, not, not yet. And I'm glad you brought up that name because, yeah. and I'll give you the opportunity to continue here. I think out of all the moves the Bruins made, and obviously drafting Bergeron was a huge move, but I think signings of Dano Chara as an unrestricted free agent uh, uh, for a five-year deal at $7.5 million, I think that's one of the greatest moves that the Boston Bruins ever made. That yeah, was the was, turning I, point. I just remember he was on the spitting chiclets. He was there, I don't know, a few weeks back, months, whatever. And uh, he was telling the story. You, you know the, the legends and the stories of how freakishly strong the guy is, Dano Chara? Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, like apparently still in his forties was the most well conditioned guys and all, and so he wow. gets there and uh, he is shirtless and he has to do the chin ups and uh, like nobody like six foot nine you don't expect and, the and, six and foot by, nine pardon me if I'm stretching right now as we speak, but I hurt my back about four weeks ago and I've been <laughs> in, like I, I did I actually have patches on oh. and uh, I'm in a tremendous amount of pain. Oh, as a matter of fact, usually on Fridays. I go to BPM Sports Studio, and I do my segment from studio. Tomorrow, I'm not going because I have an appointment with an osteopath at 9 a.m., which I've been trying to get an appointment for the last three or four weeks, and I finally have one tomorrow at 9 a.m. So so if you see me stretching, uh, I'm not trying to be impolite or anything. It's just because I'm having a very, very sharp pain in my back. Please continue with Zedano Chara on Spitting Chicklets. Anyways, you were there this morning, and I enjoyed the pastry or whatever you pastry uh, that you brought this morning, Tony. I yes, the pastries. They're they're exactly. Zeppole, uh, Zeppole di San Giuseppe. You know what that means? I have no so, idea. So, in in our among our Italian traditions, uh, we love to celebrate our patron saints. Okay. Okay. And uh, so, for you know, when it's you know. St. Anthony's Day or Sant'Antonio, for example, which is on June 13th, right? Anyone named Antonio, it's our name day. And in Italy, not here, but in Italy, your name day is actually a bigger occasion and a bigger celebration than your actual birthday when it's your name day, okay? Now, on uh, March 19th, is uh, St. Joseph's Day. And as part of our tradition for St. Joseph's, we have what is a fried dough 
um, filled with either ricotta cream or it could be pistachio cream or it could be whipped cream or it could be custard. There could oh, be so man. many different fillings you can do. So and, right now. and this is what you saw in studio this morning. And those are called Italian Zeppelis. Oh, and good. but they're, they're made specifically for St. Joseph's Day. So what happens is they take a tremendous amount of time to make. I actually saw them being made fresh this morning. It's a process that takes hours to make. So because of that, pastry chefs don't make them year round. They'll start making them three, four weeks before St. Joseph's Day, max a month. And then they'll make them until right after Easter's or Easter, and then they stop. Okay. Oh. So those are called Zeppole di San Giuseppe. And, I and I'm so glad I got at, one. I picked them up at Patisserie La Salle. <laughs> Natalie and Dario, it's a beautiful thing. I text Natalie the night before. And I say, I'm going to go pick up some Zeppeli tomorrow. And her husband, Dario, is there at the shop at around 4 a.m. every morning making pastries. And she says, no problem. Just knock on the side door and he'll open for you. So when I go, they usually open at around 9 o'clock in the morning. But when I knock on the side door at 7 a.m., Dario opens for me. And they're made like they're there. That's it. They're made fresh in front of me. That's amazing. That and I bring amazing. them into the studio. I have one. I usually end up leaving them 12, 13, 14, 15. And they all eat them like they're going to the electric chair in 10 minutes. It's crazy. I got in at yeah. uh, 11 a.m. today. There was one left. I got one. I got one. Left. Oh, really? There was um, one left at 11, eh? Wow. There was one left. One left. You know, it's actually someone because... took someone took half of one. That was cheap shot. You don't take half of one. Oh, one. really? Hey, you know what happened yeah, like to me the other day? Bit in it. Yeah, you know what happened to me the other day? I went into a uh, to a cafe, a very very popular cafe in this city that makes very very good coffee. By the way, uh, they're on uh, Saint Vieter in Park Extension. I know somebody texted me that he saw you there. A friend of mine texted me. Hey Max, I just oh. saw Tony at this place. Oh really? You know I'm easy to spot yes. because you know people look. <laughs> if, if they end up seeing somebody that looks better than somebody else, then they realize it's me. But so anyway, I went to that place uh, on Sunday with my wife and my neighbor, Phil, and his wife, Rosa. And we went there to spend some time together and have a nice chat. And something odd happened. I saw two people next to me on my right, a gentleman with uh, a woman that appeared to be his girlfriend, probably, you know, like 25 years old or, you know, 30 tops. And they had picked up donuts at another establishment and the box was very colorful. The donuts look really good. And I asked the gentleman, I said, how good are they? Because if they were really good, when I was going to leave the establishment, I was going to go and pick up some. And he goes, they're really good. Have some. And I said, no, 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 really. And he goes, no, have some. He took a bite out of his donut and he put it towards my face and he said, have a bite. Like he wanted me to take a bite right next to where he took a bite. It's always it's kind of, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, I'll take a bite out of a donut, yeah, right? And then I meet you for the very first time, and I say, here, take a bite. And I ask you to take a bite next to where he took a bite. 
right after a pandemic. <laughs> uh, needless to say, I passed on the opportunity. But if oh, that gentleman is watching, I mean, it's it's uh, it was appreciated anyway for him to do that. It's kind. It's, 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 kind. it's very kind. It's very, very cool. But, um, <laughs> and I'm not a germ freak by any means, but I thought it was, I thought it was a little uh, unconventional. I thought it was a little unconventional. Really is. Really, yeah. Really is. Yeah. It really is. All right. Incredible. All this okay. to say, Tony, that Zayden yeah. O'Shara came in shirtless. Yeah. And yeah. they were all making fun of him, six foot nine guy. And like the 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 what the trainer was like, please don't like make me look bad or whatever. And he's like, I got this, don't worry. And he did 33 chin-ups. 33 chin-ups. And everybody were yelling. And like he's telling the interview, you know, Zedan O'Shara is a you can hate him in Montreal, of course, and I understand why, but he's a really um humble man. You can tell yeah. that really easily. And uh, so he did not do it for to show off. He did it to show the younger guys what he could do and where they needed to be. And then every year after that, he came in second, third, fourth with better performances. With 39 chin-up, he would come in fourth because yeah. Yeah. everybody wanted to beat him. And he said, we were, after that, for every year I was in the league, the best conditioned team in the league. We were always like, we've never necessarily had the most talent, the most anything, but we were the one in the greatest shape at all time. And that was because of his leadership. And I actually, I, I saw that episode. I, I don't, I don't, uh, um, I don't, um, I didn't watch the whole episode. I actually think that that part was kind of clipped and put somewhere on social media because I came across oh. that actual part. Eh? Uh, by the way, people want to know if I bought the donuts, which, by the way, are like a three-minute uh, drive from that coffee place. And full disclosure, uh, I took a drive to it. I went there. I went in. They looked great, but I didn't end up buying any because there were very few donuts left. And the ones that were left weren't really my taste. But I went in at around 5.40 p.m. and the place closed at 6 p.m., which would explain it. It was my first time in that establishment, by the way. I will go back, but only next time I'm probably going to go back at around noonish, and not at around 6 p.m.-ish. All right. Speaking of Zidane Chara, I don't know if you've ever heard your buddy George Larac say this before. Has he ever told you his Zidane Chara story? Uh, he has a few of them. But I mean, uh, I, are you are you talking about the time that uh, he, uh, Shara didn't want to fight him or something like that? Like this? So he says he says uh, he says that uh, Shara didn't want to fight him. Exactly. He said that he actually sucked up to George because earlier that day he saw him at the morning skate and he went up to him and he asked him if he can have his stick and he gave him his stick. And he said that was his way of sucking up. And he said that when they ended up fighting, Chara took it to the ground right away. So he ended up pulling the chute yeah, because he yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. Uh, no part of swinging with George. Now, I remember. That. I told George that I think he's one of the toughest guys to ever play in the National Hockey League. Right? I didn't see George lose too many fights. And I saw George fight everybody. In my lifetime... George Larac is one of the three toughest guys to ever fight in the history of the National Hockey League, in my opinion. Having said that, and, and I believe him when he talks, 
He says that Colby Armstrong will tell me that it's absolutely true, the whole bringing of the stick and asking him for a stick. But between you and I, between you and I, you think Zidane Ochara is scared of George Lorac? I don't know, man. George was scary in his days. He would smile at you doing all this. That's To me, that was the, the genius of George was that. Always a big smile doing it. Bro, bro, Zidane Chara is like six foot eight thousand. You just talked about him. He does like forty chin ups, and uh, and the guy like he gets on his bike and he rides for like five hundred kilometers a day. Yeah. Okay. This here's, guy's here's condition the thing. like a like a professional cyclist that does the Tour de France. And how many fights did you ever see Chara lose? Here's the thing. I don't yeah. think he was properly scared of big george i would say though that he was smart enough to know that he should not fight george because if anything happens and i'm not even talking about the fight for fighting if anything happened because fighting george can leave you freaking injured if anything happens uh it's a much bigger loss for the boston bruins to lose it in O'Shara than it is to lose george Larac. so i think that big z was just smart enough to And he is freaking smart too. We're talking about how strong he was. It's like he, he, the guy is like a scholar and stuff and has his license in uh, yeah. uh, real estate and stuff like that. So he was doing all this while being a, a defenseman that he was. But anyways, I think he was just smart enough to not fight him than really more than he is that he was scared of him. I don't know if yeah. that's clear, but... Yeah. Once again, I repeat that I think George is one of the three toughest guys to ever fight in the history of the National Hockey League. Uh, but I don't, um, I don't, I don't think Chara was afraid of him, and I don't think Lucic was afraid of him either. Now Tino says, Tony, the problem is you're getting confused about a fighter versus a big guy. No, I'm not. I realize that Chara is a big guy and that Larac's a fighter. I realize that, but Zdeno Chara fought a lot of guys in his lifetime, a lot. Let, let me see if we can bring this up, okay? Let me see if we can bring this up. How many What guys he it? fought? Zdeno Chara. It's hockey fights that we look up. Hockey fights. Yeah. There's a website for that, I think, right? Yeah. It's hockey no, fights. He was, he, he, he was, he, I would take the guess that he might have been at some point the only guy as strong as George in the league. I guess maybe look, Derek Goodard was. Okay. But even there, I'm not sure. He fought Matt Martin a couple of times. He fought Pat Maroon. A couple of times came up. He fought Peter Worrell six times. He fought Peter and he fought Chris Simon twice. So now I need you to think about this for a second, okay? George is tough, but he fought Chris Simon twice and he fought Peter Worrell six times. You think he didn't want to fight, or he wouldn't fight George? He fought Matt Martin four times. But he did fight him. But George says he pulled the shoot. Maybe he did. I think it's just worth a good discussion, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I would not fight George. That is for sure. No, me neither. I wouldn't even fight you. I, I, Never mind, uh, especially with my back. Yeah, no, that's the problem. I would, fight, problem. Ja I would fight Jack Edwards, by the way. You would, huh? I For did because uh, I was uh, I was talking about the Flurry and Bennington thing uh, yesterday on the uh, not yesterday sorry today on the show and uh, he was my so top, I, eh? 
He was mic'd up. Fleur, Flower was. It's beautiful. Yeah. Even when he's going to fight, he is the freakiest, most polite guy in the world. It's crazy. I love him. He's my favorite yeah, player Flower, of all time. Flower is a real pro. A real oh, pro. I love him. But yeah. the thing is, I hate Jordan Binnington. I, I hate him more than Brad Marchand right now. Because as goalies, as you can see, I was a small league goalie right here. As goalies, you're, the, you're in the most vulnerable position probably in all of sport because you're focused on the puck at all time. You're in awkward position. So the good old do not touch my goalie is one of the only old school, um, really barbarian taught that I agree with still to these day. You don't touch the goalie and you do everything to protect the goalie. That being said, if Jordan Bennington is my goalie, I do not defend him because F that guy. After everything, he, 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 he's gotten... He's thrown away his card of protection for me. Anyways, all this to say that the sucker punch he gave, he gave with the blocker, yeah, that that's just disgusting. You punch a guy with a blocker already that's low. You sucker yeah. punch a guy with a blocker that's low. And uh, so I said jokingly, like giving punching a guy with a blocker is so easy that could probably even the odds between me and Big George. Yeah, <laughs> and George was listening at that moment and he texted me like. <laughs> you wished or something like that like big it won't have like come at me with everything you want what happened and i have tried and punched george on the shoulder once i punched yeah. george lorac on the shoulder once and i hurt myself so bad don't try this at home don't ever uh, try that, this no george george is a freak uh, i i said the story once about two months ago i went into studio and he he looked like he was his energy was really low he was sipping on some water and i said hey george what's going on man Uh, you okay or what? And he's uh, probably feasting. Little, little low fasting? on on energy, and uh, and uh, he said I'm fasting. And fasting, I said, Wow, yeah, yeah, you're fasting. How long you been fasting? He goes, It's my eighth day. I said, I said what? It's my eighth day without eating, eight straight days without eating, just drinking water. I said, George, you got to be kidding me or what? And he uh, goes, he No, no, no but uh, tomorrow will be my last day. And uh, I went home. I told my wife, I said, I just saw George Lorac. He was fasting. It's his eighth day. My wife goes, it's impossible, Tony. He had to be eating something. I said, we're going to call him. I said, George, you're on speakerphone. I was just telling your story to my wife. How many days have you been fasting now? Eight. Perfect. What do you eat in a day? Nothing. I'm like, my wife's like, what do you mean nothing? Like you blend your food or whatever and this and that, puree, anything? No. All I do is drink water. That's it. Yeah, water. That's it. Water. Maybe add a little bit of salt or whatever. That's it. Anyway, it's uh, he's he's a freak. Hey, um, Agnello and Sammy at Master Control. I don't know if you've seen this. I don't know if it's over the wire. Probably not. But Caden Gooley, uh, it didn't look good, eh? It, it looked like when he went back good. to the locker room, he was laboring again after returning from injury uh, some yeah. time ago here, but. Uh, I don't understand how he got back in the game, honestly. Because um, they showed back-to-back -back that awkward fall with the original awkward fall, which was yeah. also against the Panthers. I didn't remember yeah. that. And it looked horribly the same. And the way the ankle twisted, ah, uh, man, that's not good. That's not good at all. You don't, you don't want to see this from a guy who's take, been taking so, such big stride this year. Yeah, the guys, my expectations for this guy, we were talking about Gurianov earlier. My yeah. expectations for Gouli were high, and he has kept obliterating them. 
but man, uh, oh, I wish, uh, I hope this is just yeah. too awkward falling the same season because that doesn't look good. That doesn't look good at all. Seven hits for Raku Gudas. Somebody tweeted me during the game and said, hey, Tony, you still want to remove fighting from the game? I said, yes, even the way Raku Gudas has been playing. And, the, the, and I said, listen, Raku Gudas has been in the National Hockey League for 11 years. 11. Uh, there's been fighting in the National Hockey League. He hasn't stopped playing in the National Hockey League. A fight hasn't stopped him from him playing the type of game that he plays in the National Hockey League. So, you know, yeah, I still want fighting removed from the National Hockey League. Marinero with a shout-out to MatrixHomeFitness.ca. Speaking of Zidane Chara earlier, I'm sure he's got a machine at home, whether it's a uh, treadmill or uh, an elliptical or a stepmaster or uh, a bike, especially. Bring it home, discover club quality workout in the comfort of your own home. Visit MatrixHomeFitness.ca. Max, you have been extremely accommodating. We've had you on for quite some time. Uh, I got to tell you, bud, you know, you said that when you made your way to Montreal in 2012, you used to listen to me. And, uh, and I appreciate you saying that very, very much. Well, I can tell you one thing. Uh, I got you on this show. You want to know why? Uh, I don't know. For my good looks and charm, probably. <laughs> the, those were among the reasons. But some people messaged me and said that they thought that Max Van Hoot would make for a very good guest. Well, so thanks to them. I, I agreed with them, and that's why uh, I called you. So thank you very much for coming on. And just know that a lot of people like you uh, and uh, think you're pretty good at what you do. Thank you very much. So well, merci beaucoup. Thank you, Tony. And have a great night, my friend. Hey, by the way, uh, you are doing a great job on the play-by-play -play of CF Montreal games. And I say that, let's put the cards on the table. It's probably not the sport that you grew up with. It is it's not. Probably, it's probably not your favorite sport. And when you were announced as the play-by-play -play voice, a lot of people wondered how well you can do it, knowing that that sport is probably not in your blood. But here's the one thing that I tell people. Professional pride and personal pride. Very important. Not only if you're going to make it, but how good you're going to be. Because you can make it on talent. But if you have professional pride and personal pride, and you have talent, you'll be amazing. But if you have professional pride and personal pride, it'll actually take you further than just having talent without having those. Max Van Hoot has talent, and he has professional pride and personal pride. He worked very hard at it. He wants to be great at it, and you're very, very good at it. So good for you, my man. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate and it. And I'm not just because uh, you're here, because I tell everyone, everywhere I go, I tell everyone you're doing a great job with it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. But uh, hard work pays off. Know this. Hard work pays off. Like like I said, um, I'm, a, I'm a kid from the countryside. So yeah. if a kid from the countryside can make it in Montreal, everybody can. With a little bit of luck. A lot of luck, to be honest, and uh, a lot of hard work, even more hard work. So hard work, If hard you work, can make it there, can you can make like it anywhere. It's up oh, yeah. to you, New York, New York. Thank you. Bonsoir, bonsoir, bonsoir. Ciao, ciao. ciao Thank you, everyone. There you have it, Max Van Hood. It's time for You Called. You Called. You called. 
presented by Playground. By Playground, your premier gaming destination. Major poker festivals are back at Playground. The March Million features 10 ring events and a million in guaranteed prize money, including a 400000 guaranteed main event play in Playground's March Million Poker Series from March 23rd to April 2nd. Visit playground.ca for details. My God, did I do that read well. All right, okay. Let's open up the full lines at one 585 sick one 585 It's a toll-free number, and uh, if you have your tablet in your hand or you have your phone in your hand and you're watching this right now on YouTube Live or Facebook Live or Twitter Live and you want to keep on watching while you're calling the way you can pull it off is grab your home phone, landline, cordless phone, grab it, and call the toll-free number, and you can still hold on to your telephone your cell phone at the same time, and watch us while you're talking. Don't do like George and grab your pillow, by the way. It's pretty odd, the whole thing with the pillow. We're going to throw it out there. Let's bring up Sammy and Yellow for a second. My back is killing me. Let's bring up Sammy and Yellow. Can we bring them up? or Oh, we can't bring them up right now. I don't think we can bring them up right now. We're taking calls right now, so they're behind the scenes. And they're taking calls right now. That's probably what's happening. Okay. Okay, that's that's uh, uh, that's what's happening. Okay. All right. So let's do it. One triple eight five eight five seven four two five. In the meantime, I have a um, couple of uh, texts I'm going to get to here. Uh, Tony, what type of work did you do before radio? I did a lot. Uh, I probably did every single job that there was. And the reason why I changed a lot is because I liked them, but I didn't love them. And the reason why I stayed at the same radio station for 20 years is because I loved radio and still love radio. Um, but uh, what did I do? I did. Um, where did I work? So I worked at a foreign exchange bureau. I worked at uh, two different um, wireless phone companies in their head office in the customer service. I worked in electronics at two different retail stores. And uh, I worked in travel for an airline company. And uh, I worked in a head office of a company that made... um, basically those access cards to access your hotel room. So I worked, those are the companies that I worked for. Did I work for anywhere else? Yeah, you know what? Uh, As a teenager, I worked in reception halls on the weekend. And in the summer, I used to wash cars. I think I started working when I was about 12 or 13 years old. And uh, my parents put a pretty good work ethic into me. And uh, out of all the things they instilled in me, that's probably the best thing they could have ever instilled in me was a work ethic because um, if you're not going to work at this, you're going to be just like everyone else. And I don't want to be like everyone else. So I, I thank my parents for putting a work ethic in me and that I'm on the phone all the time. My wife says, you're always on the phone. My mother says, you're always on the phone. Yeah, I'm always on the phone because I'm talking to a yellow uh, 20, 30 times a day. Um, I'm talking to athletes, players, coaches, managers, scouts, placing as many calls as I can, uh, picking people's brains, 
checking with sources, trying to find stories. You know, that's it. Um, others coming in. Do we have anything? Lindros was tough, but not a top 10 fighter. No, he wasn't a top 10 fighter. No, he was tough because he was big and strong. But, you know, to say he was a great fighter, he was not a great fighter. Ty Domi was a great fighter. Chris Nyland was a great fighter. Bob Probert was really, really tough. Tony, did Bergevin ever call you back? No, I, uh, I had his number, but I found out recently that uh, he changed his number to a Los Angeles number, so I don't have his new number, not yet. Uh, you know, do I want to go out and look for it? You know what? I figure if he'd want to talk to me, he can always get a hold of me. But um, no, I don't have his. Uh, I don't have his. I don't have his new number. You know, now watch. I'm gonna get a bunch of text messages from people asking me if I have certain people's numbers. Lyle Odeline was tough, says somebody. Lyle Odeline was tough. And by the way, I have Lyle Odeline's number in my phone. See? Let's see if we can do this. I shouldn't be doing this, but. We have it. Lyle Odeline. All right. See, got that. I didn't show the number, did I? Okay, so uh, Rules Christopher Francois keeps on asking me about Martin St. Louis. Rules, you're obviously trolling. So this is what we're going to do, okay? We're very nice, uh, but trolling, we're not crazy about. So what we're going to do is uh, you're on two strikes. One more, and you're out. All right? One more, and you're out. Yeah, hold on a second. Hello? I'm going to take them. So I'm on right now. You want me to take calls? Oh, okay. Very, very good. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was Agnello. He asked me to take calls. No problem, Agnello. Let's take calls. Where are we going exactly? Hello? Yes, hi. Hi, who's this? It's Marco in LaSalle. Marco in LaSalle. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you in your spa earlier. How was that? Yeah, you saw me in my spa. What did you do? Did you walk into my backyard or? Yeah, was Norma there with his cocker? That Norma was not there with his cocker. No. Is this where this conversation is going? No, 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 no. Is no. it more like the, the BTBT can or the black bottle? Okay, we got to go. There you have it. Agnello calls me on my cell phone. To tell me, are you taking the calls, yes or no? The first person he puts through, because you're supposed to filter the calls to make sure that it's going to be a serious call, 
The first person that he put through obviously had many of these tonight. But that's okay. He wanted to know if Norma came with his cocker in my spa. No. No. I'm not allowing anyone's cocker in my spa. No dogs in the spa. With all due respect to dogs, no dogs in the spa. The only one who's going to, no, it's, you know what? It's open to my friends. Whoever wants to come, by the way, it's open invitation type of thing. Yeah, open invitation. Where are we going next? Hello? Hello, Tony. Yes, who's this? Uh, this is Martin, uh, your chum from uh, Le Superneuf. Hey, Martin Superneuf, comment ça va, mon chum? Ah, ça va pas pire, pas pire. Papier, papi, papi. Like Ron Fournier used to say, papi, 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 papi. Yes, you're you're yeah. kind of uh, the you're kind of taking the the the, the flag or the, the 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 torch. I don't know how to say it from Ron. You know, for for francophone uh, listeners nowadays, oh, you know. Okay. Radio, right. Francophone radio is not what it used to be late at night. You know, Ron was no. kind of some sort of a. But there's but there's show. there's a there's a difference though. There's a difference, okay? And I'm going to yeah. tell you what now it is, okay? Ron used to host his own show on in French sports radio. I do not. I'm just a collaborator. Yeah, but uh, I'm speaking French, English. I mean, we're, I have you on the podcast, and I'm fine with it. Ah, thank you, thank you very much. Time slot. It's uh, and you're as good, and you're not. Ah, merci you beaucoup. Still not have reached your 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 uh, ton plafond. So. No, no, no. I have not reached my ceiling. I can tell you that I honestly believe. I thought at one point that I still had two levels that I can get to. I believe I have three. And one of the ways I can get to one of the levels, you know what it is? Mm -hmm. It would be to lose a lot of weight. Because the type of show that I do is a show with a lot of energy. And could you imagine if I could take... 70 pounds off or 80 pounds off. I would be much better at my job. Much better. I think the, the, the number of women uh, in the audience would raise. Oh, you think I would get more women uh, viewers, eh? I don't know. that. Is this what you think? Is it how you want to grow your... Uh, your no, no. But I'm saying if I would lose weight, I'd have more energy. Now... I will take as many viewers as possible, right? Men, women, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But most right, well, of my, I, I, most I of my listeners... Energy, I must say, like, I'm, I'm okay yeah. with Tony right now. Yeah, most of my listeners are men, but I, I think the women like me. I think so. I think I have a nice personality. I'm pretty charismatic. I got the black curly hair. I got the bluish green eyes. You know, I and think they think I'm a little bit of a... Me last time I called... Uh, oh, yeah, the lines. Yeah, 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 of course. I told Jose, Jose, j'ai bien honnête avec toi, là, avec moi. C'est pas pour la vie. C'est pour la nuit. Yeah, I noted this one. That's what I told her. Hey, uh, Tony, I was calling. I, I had a talk If you ever use that one day, I want you to give me credit. Don't go around using it as if it's yours. Use it. no. I'll, and then I will never says, use it like on the island or nor north of the island. I'll keep it south shore. Is that okay? Uh, okay, very, very good. Like... Yes. All right. Tell okay. me, uh, tell me, uh, Martin, tell me. All right. Uh, you know, all this, those injuries the last uh, couple of years, last two years, 
mainly. I was thinking, could it be like the coaches' fault? We talk about ah oh, the conditioning staff or whatever, but you know the coaches must have something to do with this. They're, they're the one pushing the guys in in like in training, and I don't know what do you think about that. You know, Martin Saint Louis is new to he has a lot to learn. Maybe doesn't manage the level yeah. of that. He, he's not. He can't be a specialist of everything. Of course, he he knows about health and training, but. Like to manage the, okay. the the level of effort through uh, all, all, all those trainings they have plus the games. Okay. Do you think all right. that could be where it's badly managed? No, no. For Marty St. Louis, I don't think there's a problem. Now, are you talking about the injuries? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So, like tonight doesn't count because it looks like a bad luck, but you know, the way they come back, it's long. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I was wondering if the like the no, training on no, the ice no. Look, would have some, could have some. <laughs> So listen, uh, I know they have a very good, very, very good athletic therapist in uh, in Graham, uh, Ryan Ben. That I know. Um, obviously, I'm not an expert in talking about doctors. What I can tell you is people from the inside have told me that when it comes to traumatic situations like trauma the canadians medical staff is absolutely fantastic when it comes to modern day practices uh maybe they have to in terms of everything else which is not trauma maybe they have to revisit a few things and maybe they have to modernize themselves a little bit in that regard Merci, Martin. Hey, thanks for calling, man. You call me anytime. I like you a lot, Martin. He says that for the francophone listeners right now, I'm, I've the torch has been passed has been passed from Ron Fournier to myself. It's pretty cool. By the way, um, who thinks here? That if I were to do a sports radio sta- uh, sports radio show the way I used to, who thinks that uh, I can do it in French? Think I can do it in French? Would be a challenge. My second language? It's more than a collaborator role, you know? A lot of people have asked me that. Would you do it in French? Never say never. But, you know, I, I left radio for the podcast world because uh, I, I think I accomplished what I needed to accomplish in radio and I want to accomplish it in podcasting. Mind you, en français would be a challenge. There's no doubt about it. Would be a nice challenge. But I want to see how far we can get with this sick podcast. Thank you for the nice uh, messages. Thank you. Vithurson, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, others coming in. Um, it's the personality of you, Tony, and Ron that sets you aside. Oh, thank you very much. That's very, very nice of you. I appreciate it. Where are we going now? My back is killing me. 
But you know what? The calls keep on coming in. So if my back's going to kill me all night, it's going to kill me all night. I'm not going to leave anyone hanging on the line. Where are we going in yellow? Hello? Hello, Tony. Yes, who's this? Vito from Toronto. Vito from Toronto. Vito, Montreal Canadiens fan, Vito, correct? A big Montreal Canadiens fan. Big Montreal Canadiens fan. We met at the game in January. I had my scarf on. Oh, yes, yes, of course. 124. <laughs> yes, of course, yes. I think we met after the first intermission. You Exactly. 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 I never forget a pretty face. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. I listen, I want to say thank you for... Uh, taking time out to uh, to chat with me and my brother-in-law was with me as well. And I know you're a busy guy and uh, no, no, no. it was really nice of you to do that. Uh, you don't have to mention it. Nothing without the people. I never forgot that and I never will. So, I appreciate uh, you know, you send me a DM. You say I'm from Toronto. I watch your podcast all the time. I'm at the game. You want to meet up. I don't get back to you or I say, sorry, I can't. Well, then you say, you know what? This guy doesn't have time for his listeners. He doesn't have time for his viewers. And then you stop watching. And I wouldn't blame you. I don't want that. I want to try and make as much time as possible. Look, uh, Prashant Patel DM'd me the other day. And he came into Montreal, I think, for two days, a day and a half or two days. Unfortunately, the day that he wanted to meet, I had a lunch meeting. I had a, a supper meeting. I was working in the morning. I wasn't able to meet up with him. He sent me a note. It didn't work this time. I hope it works next time. I haven't slept since because it just didn't work out, and I wanted to meet him. You know what I mean? So it's my pleasure. What's going on, Vito? Tell me. Not much, man. I I, uh, I was watching the game tonight, and uh, we took a good, pretty good beating. And, uh, I mean, the team is obviously decimated by injuries. So yeah. they're kind of hard to watch, but... You know, I was thinking, you know, how long do you think Molson sort of allows this to happen? I mean, do you think this is a long extended rebuild or do you think we're going to be competitive in the next couple of years? Molson is all in on the rebuild. Yeah. The second that he met with Jeff Gordon and Jeff Gordon said, this is what I believe in. This is the way we're going to do it. The second he agreed and said, you know what, I'm hiring you. He was all in. This rebuild can be accelerated. Yes. How is it accelerated? A free agent that you don't expect to want to come to Montreal says, I want to come to Montreal. You end up winning a lottery and you end up drafting a generational talent. That's how you can accelerate rebuilds. But other than that, if there's no free agent that wants to come and you don't end up drafting a generational player, if it takes another two years for the Canadians to miss the playoffs, Molson is all in. That's my opinion. So what do you think this team looks like next year? I think this team is better next year, and they miss the playoffs again. Right. And then the year after that, I think they'll make the playoffs. I think next year is a big development year. Yeah. I think, uh, we still keep a couple of vets on D to sort of mentor the young kids. And I think we rotate a lot of the young kids through Laval. But uh, I still think we're missing that number one 
elite defenseman prospect. You know, we're hopeful that... Uh, I would agree with you. I don't think Caden Gooley is going to be a number one. He's very good, though, eh? He's very, very good. But I don't think he's going to be a number one. I think, he'll be a, I think he'll be a number one pairing. So they don't have a number one goalie. They don't have a number one defenseman. And... Um, They're missing a top you, six winger, too, I think. Well, there's no doubt about it. Now, you can make the argument that they don't have a number one centerman if you don't think Nick Suzuki has what it takes to be a number one centerman. Personally, I think Nick Suzuki is a number one centerman. Now, obviously. I do too. I mean, if he has help and you have someone better, I mean, it's, you know, if you have two top centermen that are could both be number one centers, I mean, then you're, you're laughing. But then again, the Edmonton orders do, and they still haven't won it. So um, you need balance. You need balance, and you need a team that can play any kind of hockey. But I heard one of your collaborators say that we're building the team from the defense out. And I really like that strategy because I think having good D wins cups to me. Well, I think having good centermen wins cups over any other position. Yep, yep. But, um, you know, you could be right. Look, at the other – when the Canadians got to the final – couple of years ago was a real big playoff for Weber, for Sherratt, for Edmondson. Um, it was it was a big playoff. Petrie. Yeah. But they still lost to a team that was much deeper at center and had a lot more talent. Oh, it's not even you can't yeah. compare the two teams. Absolutely. No, no. Yeah. Nice they talking have, to you, Vito. Seven guys that were amazing. Hey, what are the Leafs going to do in the playoffs this year, Vito? Tell me. I'm predicting another first round uh, exit. Really? I got my buddies here texting me all kinds saying, oh, did the, the Habs let in nine goals in the first period? They, they let in more goals than shots or all this. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. They gave up seven goals in the first period. Tell them. Yeah. Seven, not nine. Yeah, so. But listen, I, I really enjoyed when you called that golf, the golf course last Oh, you like that one? Yeah. That was good, man. Oh, you got to think of something uh, more, even more creative. Hey, you know what? When they, when they pass out. So, when I called that golf course in Ontario, when the Leafs got eliminated and they lost uh, to the Montreal Canadiens a couple of years ago in round one. That's right. Yeah. And I called the golf course and I asked them if the Toronto Maple Leafs had reservations or were to, they were going to reserve. Some people watching right now, most people probably didn't hear that call. But how incredible was that? That I and I landed on an actual golf course, where the Leafs the Leafs actually had made reservations and were playing golfs like <laughs> three or four players, right? I think it was four players. I don't remember yeah, the exact. Yeah, so I, I I think the day after Game Seven, they were playing golf, and Marner was definitely one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that call. The very, uh, it was a show. I, I remember the show very clearly. It was, it was, it was. Uh, those that was that was fun. That was a lot of fun. But we're gonna have a lot of fun in the podcast. Listen, the way we made memories in radio, we're gonna make memories in the podcast world. Trust me when I tell you that. Trust me. Beautiful, beautiful. You haven't seen anything yet. Wait till you see one day the way our studio is gonna be built. <laughs> it's gonna be something well, else. 
I, I hope to see you maybe uh, sometime visiting Montreal. We, we, we plan to make it a sort of an annual thing to come out once a year. Fantastic stuff. Thank you. Good to talk to you, Tony. Have yeah, good- there you have it. Vito, good to talk to you as well. Vito in Toronto. Agnello, do we have any other calls or what? Please say no. I got to go to the bathroom. Please say no. I got to go to the bathroom. Hello? Yes, hello? Hi. Yeah, hi, Tony. Yeah, who's this? Mike from New Jersey. How are you? Ah, I'm doing great. But I just I just finished like over a liter of water and yeah, but I'm doing good. All right, Tony, if you gotta go, we could speak a different night. I don't need to put you on. No, 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 by all means, I can hold it in. I can hold it in. What do you tell me, Mike? All right. Tony, I'll tell you the truth. First of all, the next time you make your way around the New York area, yeah. Maybe we'll go out for dinner over here at some steakhouse I went to the other day. Yeah. So good. I'm a big fan, you know you are also. So where do you live in New York again? Is this so I, I live in New Jersey. We have an apartment in New York as well. Oh, and, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. And the, you uh, live in New Jersey and you have an apartment in New York. So you come from money then. Good for you. No, no, no. You know, family, in-laws, you know. Not, yeah, yeah, not, in-laws. Yeah, the in-laws left you anyway, a place. Tony, Tony, the next time you make it, Tony, the next time you come to New York, I don't know how often you make your, you know, you make your way over here. But, um, yeah. Actually, my wife and my son were there Two or three weeks ago. And I wanted to tag along. And you're ready for this? They didn't want me. They didn't want me. My wife told me, no, no. It's a mother-son trip. Oh, God. I hope you don't mind. No. (laughs) Go right ahead. Go. Oh, God. (laughs) And they went to New Jersey, by the way. They went to Jersey. They went to Jersey. Nice. We're in New Jersey. Well, they went to New York City, but they took a drive to Jersey. First of all, they drove to, uh, what's it called? I should know. Woodbury Commons to shop. Oh, nice. And then they drove to Jersey because there is a pizza place that's uh, coal-fired pizza. You know which one I'm talking about, right? In Jersey. Yeah. That they went to, that they liked the pizza there, and they liked the wings there. So they went there, and then they hung out in uh, New York, and they did everything that there was to do in New York, and they went to eat at all the fine establishments, and they went sightseeing, and they went everywhere. I wanted to go because I like New York a lot. But my wife said, no, no, stay home. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> Mother and son trip. Tony, Go Tony, ahead. That's one thing with you. Tony, I'd like to discuss something with you that's really on my mind. I actually heard. Yeah, you yeah. Tell me, tell me. Let's 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 discuss it here. Let's discuss it. Yeah, this is yeah. this is what this. Hold on a sec. Hold on a second. This is personal stuff that we're going to discuss here. Well, what's the story? What are we discussing here exactly? No, no, not not personal. It's just a feeling of my feeling I have on my you know feeling I'd like to discuss. Yeah, yeah. Tell me. All right. So basically, I heard um, I heard you and Marc Andre Pelo, which had yeah, yeah. Uh, seems like a great guy. I never met him. Um, you guys yeah. have great chemistry. Yeah, very good um, guy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, great guy. And you guys, the two of you, have great chemistry. So that's, that's thank you, great. thank you. Um, basically, um, you guys were talking about this. First of all, I never heard of this uh, this video of this person throwing this wheelchair down the stairs. Um, I did not hear about it before you spoke it out, and I was. Really it was. Uh, it's Carson Briere, who, by the way, has since issued a formal apology. 
and uh, basically said that he made a mistake. And uh, his father also said that he saw the footage and uh, he's very, very disappointed. And uh, his son made a big mistake. But yes, go ahead, Carson Briere. Yeah. I'm happy he did that. I feel like that's the yeah. approach to such a mistake. Um, um, it just it bothered me a lot. Now, what bothered me even more um, was that person, you know, um, that sent you a uh, chat um, about his comment, if I'm not mistaken, was, Tony, could you talk sports? So now let me just tell you two things I'd like to say. Yeah, yeah, 66 spinning said that in the chat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 66 spinning, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so two things. First of all, one point. Well, by the way, I don't see on the chat tonight, so I think he probably got offended, and he's probably left us forever. All right, that's fine. But anyways, um, the point is, and I'm, I don't, I'm not necessarily talking to him. I'm talking to anyone else listening. Yeah, yeah. You know, yourself and whatever it yeah. is. First yeah. of all, uh, when something like that happens, you don't just move on with life and ignore it, like you said, and like uh, Marc-André said, you don't ignore such things. Why? No. Because if people ignore such things, then what happens is people uh, tend to get immune to these type, not necessarily the story, these type of actions. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're human beings and we end up learning from these things or not necessarily learning and doing them ourselves, but we end up getting immune to it and not thinking it's the worst thing, which is which is horrible. So when well said. Happens, well said. Yes. Right. So when something like that happens, the healthy approach, you know, I'm not a psychologist or anything, but the healthy Me approach, neither. We, discuss, we discuss it. We say how bad it is. We say how 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 ugly and and yes. it is to have you know, and then you move on. That's that's step number one. Yeah. Number two is that let's talk sports. Like let's you, talk sports. Talk, that's what I do. Talk I talk sports at yeah. all times. By the way, morning, afternoon, and night. Sometimes I wear casual pants. Sometimes I wear jeans. Sometimes I wear jogging pants. Tonight. Yeah, tonight. Pierre Cardin pajamas. Beauty. Hey, bud, I'm live Beauty. on my podcast. Can I, I call you back? I hope you No, no, it does, but we're going a little bit of overtime. I would appreciate your support going forward, okay? I have uh, I have bills to pay in this house. I have food to put on the table. I need my friends to be able to support me before anybody else. I need my friends and family to support me. You can watch me on YouTube Live, on Twitter Live, and on Facebook Live, okay? This is really me. We are live on the air right now. I will call you back. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, no problem. Uh, no, 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 no. That was that was one of my very good friends. Okay, who always tells me that he's there for me and the ups and downs and the good and the bad, and he's there to support me and my career and stuff. He calls me now because he wants to chat. So I answer and I say, "I'm on the air." He says, "Oh, sorry, I thought your podcast ended at eleven o'clock." It's supposed to, but obviously, you weren't watching, because if you were watching you would know that I was still on. So now I'm going to get off here in about a minute or two. It's going to be the end of the show. I'm going to call him back. And you know what he's going to tell me? Yeah, just tonight something came up. I wasn't watching just tonight. He probably never watches. Now, I'm rattled. 
By the way, what did you think of my uh, Pierre Cardin uh, pajamas? Beautiful. I'm I'm actually wondering if she if your wife picked them up from the Woodbury Commons outlet. Hey. Nice, huh? Were they picked up? Were they from the Woodbury Commons outlet? No, no, no. I got these for uh, Father's Day. I think my mother bought them for Um, me. Anyway, Tony, the point I was trying to make was that this guy was telling you to continue talking sports, and I was trying to say is that sports, part of sports, is not just a play to play on the ice. It's also how the players and you know the the people act outside the rink, and uh, you know having the right um, you know right doing the right things and being respectful is all part of it. So the part yeah. of that is sports. So yeah, that's basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, no, I I, I agree with you. Uh, 1,000%. Thank you for calling. You and I will talk soon. And if I'm ever in Jersey, I will visit you. I promise. Tony, I would give you my number, but I wouldn't do it on the air. If you're ever in the No, York, no, you know what you do? You go off air with Agnello and Sammy. You leave them your number. And this way, I know uh, when I store it in my phone, I'm going to write your name, Mike, and I'm going to say from New York or from Jersey. And I if I ever go there. How do I, through, how do I get through to them? I beg your pardon? How do I get through to Aniello and Sammy? Okay, so this is what you do. Email me, Tony at thesickpodcast.com. All right, I'm going to do that. If we ever hook up, you know what I'm going to do? You know when you go visit someone, you bring something as a gift? Okay. I'm going to give you these pajamas. <laughs> now, would you want me to buy you a new pair, or would you want me to give you my game-worn pajamas? I could actually sign them if you want. How about this? I'll take a new pair signed. You take a new pair signed. No problem. <laughs> I'll give you a new pair. Tony, the next time you come to New York, the dinner's on me. The dinner's on you. And I'm and I mean it. I'm not just talking. Oh wow. Where are we going for dinner? All right. So my favorite steakhouse in New York City is actually called uh the Wall Street Grill. Yes. I would like to go to Italy if that's okay with you. I think it's on twenty third. No, it's on. It's at one twenty Pearl Street in New York. Which one? The one I'm talking about. No, the one I'm talking about is Italy. All right, whatever. Have you been to Italy before? No. So I think you should take me to Italy. You're not going to want to bring me to a steak place because I like my steak well done, and you're going to get upset. I like it medium well, so you know. Yeah. Why did I give Tony, them a free plug? Tony, all kidding aside, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna email you. Hold on a second. Sixty-six spinning wants to call. Hold on a second. Agnello, can you put sixty-six spinning through here? You know what? I've never even asked Agnello. Is there any way that we can put two people on at the same time? I would imagine we can. Of course. One eight 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 five eight five seven four two five. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Agnello and Sammy, I know it's probably difficult for you to come on while we have Mike. Don't go anywhere, okay? Mike, can you stay on? Yep. Mike, stay on, okay? Don't go anywhere. Agnello, you're going to have to come on here. I have to talk to you. Mike, stay on. Agnello, you're going to have to come on. I have to talk to you. Agnello, can you come on? Is there any chance Agnello can come on? He can't. That's great. 
Okay. If 66 spinning calls, can we have him on? He's on. Can we put him and Mike on together at the same time? We can't. In Mozzie too now. Can you believe we pay a thousand dollars a month for this telephone service, and we can't put two people on together at the same time? Is this a joke or what? <laughs> I stayed on, Mike. We might have to get rid of you so I can get the sixty-six spinning. All right, no problem. All right, you email me, Tony at the sickpodcast.com. I already put it in my email, no problem. But what are we going to do now? Like, I got to go to the bathroom. We're 35 minutes overtime. I've been holding, I, I'm not 18 years old anymore, Manaya. I'm 50 years old. I just drank over a liter of water on the show. I had about a liter of water before the show. I have to pee, and Sammy's telling me that 66 spinning is on. Pretty soon I'm going to be spinning. Yeah, 66. What's going on? I'm there. Yeah, you want to put the, uh, the the sound down because we have like a seven-second delay. You understand? I hear myself twice. Okay. Yeah. What's going on? I, is this I you? Is this, is this 66 spinning? Yes. What's your real name? Stefan. Stefan. Oui. Comment ça va? Ça va très bien. Est-ce que okay. c'est Tony? So, uh, hold on a second. Do you want to speak with Tony Marinero? Yes, uh, he wait for me. Ah, okay. Stefan, what would you like to talk to Tony about? What would you like to talk about? I'm his producer. Tell me what you'd like to yeah, talk to him about. I'm going I'm yes. to take, take some notes right now, Stefan. What would you like I to talk about? I think we made the show yesterday about the subject of Carson Bruyere, but I, I want to tell him that I, I, I love his podcast, okay. and I'm a fan of our sport line since uh, when okay. I was young, too. Okay, so, Stefan, hold on one second here. You want to talk to Tony Marinero. You want to talk to him about Carson Bruyere. See what I do. Oh, I, don't, is... I don't want to to talk about this subject, especially. But okay. yesterday, I think uh, that me and Tony made the show. He, I, I had I have my uh, f- uh, five minutes of fame uh, with his reaction. Uh, he gave you his five minutes of fame. Tony's uh, Tony's special. And so, what we do here. I am the uh, producer of the show, okay? So what I do is I just take down the subjects before we actually put Tony on the line, okay? So you want to call because Tony gave you your five minutes of fame history. Perfect, okay. So your name is Stefan, and Stefan, where are you calling me from exactly? Where are you located? Where are you located, Stefan? Quebec uh, City. You're in Quebec City. Stefan in Quebec City wants to talk to Tony because Tony gave him his five minutes of fame yesterday. Okay, before we put you on, and you're going to go on in about 30 seconds or so, okay? Before we put you on, we just ask our callers a question off the air because we're doing a survey, okay, like Léger and Léger. Uh, Where would you rank Tony in terms of his ability to podcast? Where would you rank him? Superstar? Superstar, star, very good, good, 
super average or it, terrible. It's the first time I I, I listen a, a sports line in English, and I, I I'm a, I'm mostly addict. Superstar, okay, good. I'm sure, star, Tony, yeah. sure, Tony's going to be very very happy about that. Would you okay. would you say that uh, last question before we put you on? Would you say that Tony Marinero right now is the best sports podcaster in Canada? Oh, in Canada, I don't listen to uh, any other podcast. In Quebec? In, in Quebec? English. In Quebec? I think he's one of the best. Uh, I'm a listener also of the La Poche Bleue, but uh, I think the, the podcast of Tony is better. It's better. Yeah, I agree with you. Oh, yeah, it's better for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. But they do do a good job. But uh, Tony, Tony's different. Okay. So Tony, uh, he's a great entertainer. And, oh, Tony, Tony, Tony's, Tony's a great entertainer. Okay. On five, four, three, two, one. Marinero, the sick podcast. And I've been told by Sammy and Yellow that we have 66 spinning who's waiting, who wants to talk to me. And they tell me that his name is Stefan. Stefan's calling me from Quebec City. Stefan, comment ça va? Marinero here. C'est toi, Tony. Hey, c'est moi. Comment ça va, Stefan? Very good. Thank, uh, uh, thank you to open the line for me. The uh, last time I called at the sport line is in 1978. I called Max Mono. Oh, Mac, Max Mono. I think you, you know um, Max Mono. Mais oui, Maximono, uh, hey, he's uh, no longer he's no longer with us, is he? No, no, no. Uh, he's died uh, a few years ago. Yes, yes. He and, used uh, to be. Uh, he used to be. Uh, he used to do les reportages for the for the Nordiques du Québec, the Quebec Nordiques. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I was not a, a, a fan of the Nordiques. I came from Labos, and in Labos, uh, almost everybody in, in those times. Uh, was fan of the the Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Stefan. Uh, the was in the WHA in 78. Yeah, of course, of course. Yes, yes. Year. And then they got Les yeah. Frères Tassini, and then they got Les Tigres, Michel Bergeron. Those were the good old days. La Rivalité, Le Canadien Montréal, and the Nordic du Québec dans les années 80. Remember that? It was Molson versus O'Keefe, and it was... Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Jean Perron versus was, Michel uh, Bergeron. Uh, it was the... The reporters of Quebec City against the reporters of uh, Montreal. Ah, those were those were the good old days. Hey, yesterday you didn't want me yeah. to talk about Carson Briere. You remember that? And I got mad at you, and I said to you, I said, "Hey, sixty-six spinning. You know why I left radio? Because I wanted to do things on my own in the podcast world." I don't need yeah. a program director calling me once a week to tell me to stop <laughs> doing this, stop doing that, stop doing this, stop doing that. I'm going to do it my way. So when you told me yesterday, don't talk about Carson Breer, hey, did I go off on you? I went a little nuts. 
I said, you 66 spinning, you don't tell me what to do. You're not my program director. You're not even my colleague. You're not my intern. You're not my operator. You're not Sammy. You're not Agnello. And not even Sammy and Agnello tell me what to do. Hey, I went nuts. And then you wrote back and you said, I just got my five minutes of fame. Yes, I, I think so. Wow. <laughs> But we saw the interaction with the live and the, 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 the chat. Ah, I think the, it was a, a good uh, ah. experience for us and for those guys who chat and, uh, and your listener. The people were going nuts. They loved it. <laughs> eh? Somebody said, uh, get in. Get him out or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted me to kick you out of the chat. As a matter of fact, they wanted me to suspend you. They wanted me to block you. But you know what? I like nope. to give second chances. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something else. The fact that you were able to call tonight and you didn't hide in the background. You called and you said, 66 spinning is me. Stefan from Quebec City. And I want to say Tony gave me my five minutes of fame yesterday. And you know what? You know, I'd be willing to bet that you're a fan of mine, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, hey if, if, we, if we were to ask you, if we were to ask you, do you think Tony Marinaro is a superstar, a star? Very good, good, average, or terrible. I'd be willing to bet all my money in the bank that you would say Marinaro is a superstar. Absolutely a superstar. Uh, hey, Tony, it's the first uh, time I'm a listener of a, a podcast or a, a sports line in English. Oh, really? Wow. Yes, absolutely. Okay. That's, that's, a, that, 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 that's unbelievable. I listen to your podcast uh, each night. Yeah, yeah. What is the reason? It's not because it was in English. It's not my my language. But yeah. it's because it's, it's it's a great show. But you know what I want to do? And I've been talking to Agnello about this for some time. I want to do another podcast. I'm going to give away my strategy here. I'm going to give away my plan. You know, some people, they don't like to give away their strategy. They don't like to give away their plan because they're worried that someone else is going to take it and run with it. I don't worry about these things. You want to know why? Because at the end of the day, even if they end up doing what I want to do and then I end up doing it, it's them versus me and I'll bet on me every time. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? So I'll yeah, give away yeah. my plan right now. I want to do a bilingual podcast. When I worked in radio and I worked in radio for 20 years because of CRTC regulations, right? I couldn't do bilingual. I couldn't. Would have got my hands slapped. And the radio would have st station would have said, you can't do that. This is an English all sports radio station. You need to speak English. But on podcast, we can do whatever you want. In podcasting, there are no rules. The only rules that we have with YouTube is that I can't play anything that's copyright. Because if I do, one strike. If I play it again, two strikes. If I play it again, three strikes, I'm out. But other than that, I can do bilingual. You know why I want to do bilingual? For people like you, for Stefan in Quebec City, who understands English, but if I give him a little bit of Francais, 
he's going to appreciate it very much. Il va beaucoup apprécier, comprends-tu? C'est sûr. Ben oui, c'est sûr. Ben oui, c'est sûr. I used to go to the Dagobert, by the way, in Quebec City. Remember the Dagobert? Is it still open? Uh, all the bar, all the bars uh, close uh, with the COVID. The ah, oh, really? Yeah. Maybe. No, no, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I used to go there back in the day. We're talking poof, over 30 years ago. But yeah. yeah. I remember Monique. Monique. Monique used to work there. Hey, 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 Stefan. Soon you, in Montreal. Yeah. You know who used to work there? Monique. She used to say, oh, mon beau Italien, toi aux yeux bleus. And I used to say, ben oui, Monique. Ben oui. She works at the Dagobert? Monique used to work at the Dagobert. La belle Monique. Ben oui. Le beau gap. Oui, la belle Monique used to work at the Dagobert. Okay. Yeah. You heard the story when I met Jose at Superneuf in Chambly? No, I I, I, don't I said, I, I, I never hey. goes to that. Yeah. We, we looked each other in the eyes and I said to her, I said, Jose, je vais être bien être avec toi, avec moi. C'est pas pour la vie. C'est pour la nuit. She said to you, tu es mon amour ce soir. The next day, we were having breakfast, me, her, and puis c'est parent. Okay. C'est comme ça. I'm an open book, eh? I'll tell you the way it is. Moi, là, okay. j'ai pas de secret. Elle va toujours dire la vérité. Comprends-tu? Yes, on dirait euh, un podcast de Huguette Proux. Ben oui, ben oui. Hey, you know what? I liked, moi, j'aime beaucoup parler avec toi. I like talking to you. I've never met you before, but I feel a connection with you. I used to have this connection, and I still do, by the way, with the great Peter from Cote St. Luke. Have you ever heard of Peter? No. One day, we're going to go for coffee or for lunch or for supper. Me, you, and Peter. Peter okay. is fantastic. Peter came up with the team concept in hockey. You know what the team concept is? Yes, for sure. I, I, team, team, team. I you know what it stands for? I the acronym. A... The acronym for team. You know what it stands for? Okay. Team is total emotion and motivation. Total emotion and motivation. When the Canadians played the Toronto Maple Leafs in the playoffs a couple of years ago in round one, and Toronto was up three games to one, Peter from Coach St. Luke called my show, and he said that he had figured out he had the trick to beating the Leafs and eliminating the Leafs. Nobody had <laughs> thought about what he said. Hey, Stefan, don't laugh. Nobody had thought about what he said. Nobody. And then he called in, and he said it, and the Canadians did it, and the series turned around just like that. You want to know what he said? No. He said, double shift your best players. Think about that. Dominic Ducharme started to double shift his best players. Sheldon mm -hmm. Keefe did not. And the Canadians came back and won the series. Double shift okay. your best players. Do you think uh, Dominic Ducharme uh, understands uh, that... Uh... Your friend said? Hold on a second. 
There's a gentleman, Ray Sandu, who wants us to pull like an all-nighter tonight. Look, I'm not one who looks at the clock. I don't know about you. I don't look at the clock. When I'm comfortable with someone, when I'm talking sports, when I'm in my element, I don't look at the clock. Do you look at the clock? No. Would you like to continue this conversation with me? Man, absolutely, but your okay. listener. No, no, the, the listeners love you. Listen, I could go all night, by the way. Do you work tomorrow? Yes. At what time do you work at exactly? At what time do you work at? No, it's not a problem for me. It's not a problem. You you can you can go back, you can go to work tomorrow in a couple of hours sleep or what? Absolutely. I said to you that I'm staying in Quebec City, but I'm from La Beauce. Oh, you're from La Beauce. Okay. Okay. Very, very good. Okay. Now, do you have to take a bathroom break by any chance? A bathroom? No, no, no. You don't. Tu dois pas aller à la toilette, là. No, 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 no. Okay. Parce que moi, je dois aller à la toilette. D'accord. Okay. Donc, qu'est-ce qu'on va faire, là? Agnello, I don't know if there's any, some kind of music that you can play for him. Okay. Uh, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Stéphane, why don't you take yeah. one minute to tell people who you are and what your interests are? They're going to listen to you. Moi, je vais Moi, je vais faire pipi. Je vais faire pipi. Puis je reviens. Correct? Hey, C'est sûr. Et toi, tu vas parler, dis au monde, le parle, speak English, French, it doesn't, speak whatever you want to speak. And Yellow's probably going to fire me tonight, by the way. But it's okay. Okay. Okay, I'll be back. Don't leave, eh? Are you ready to start talking to the people? I want, listen, listen, I want you, I want you. I said, okay, okay, let's I want you for 30 seconds to host the show. So go on five, four, three, two, one, go. Thanks. Hi, guys. Okay, I uh, I post some uh, some chat about the WHA, the Nordics. Some guys uh, ever uh, are fans of the Nordic uh, uh, at Fort Dwellers, uh, Minnesota Fighting Saints, a Crusader of Cleveland. Uh, th th those guys, uh, when I was young. I, I, I am a, a WHA fan. I, also, the the NHL with the, the Canadians, but the Canadians won every time. They won the cup, and Guy Lafleur was my my idol, absolutely. But uh, I have a good crush about the WHA. So, yeah, could you uh, chat some memories about the, the WHA guys? Okay, I'm going to watch that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What the what the people chat about the Okay, I'm back. There's okay, I I, I want to the the other guys on the, on the line or other ladies, okay? Yeah. Uh, what what are the uh, there's memories about the WHA? The WHA, like I don't listen. The Nordic, the Crusader, the Cleveland, the, the Fighting Saints, Minnesota, the Weather's that for the Indianapolis Racers. I think I like forgot the word. Okay, with this league. Hold on, also I think with I forgot the I think... NHL, with the, the Boston Bruins. Yeah, 
Bobby yeah. or Stefan, Stefan. The, the great team. Stefan. Yes. Okay. Look, I'm back, but and I washed my hands after, but I think I forgot the sink open. Hold on a second. Okay, Stefan. All right. Okay, we're back. All right. Okay, uh, Stefan. Okay. Hold on a second. You're you're in Quebec City, okay? Yes. The Dago Bear is there. La Belle Monique is there. The Nordiques used to be there. Les Frères Tachny. <laughs> Le but de refuser d'Alain Côté. My buddy Michel Le Tigre Bergeron. I took a picture with him the other day. And yes. I'm in Montreal and all the beauty that Montreal has. And we're talking about the WHA. We got to find something else to talk about. If you and I are going to talk all night here, this is what we're going to do. No, 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 do. The first thing we're going to do, Stefan, we're going to break yes. a record tonight. Okay. It's 11.55 p.m. We've never, I don't think we've ever gone on this long before. I don't think we have. Agnello, you can tell me in the chat if we've ever gone on this long before. Let's go after midnight. This way, we're actually into tomorrow. Okay? Let's go on after midnight. By the way, now that you and I, we broke the ice, if I don't tell I you... I appreciate it, uh, doing... Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Hold on a sec. I've been told... I've been told that we have to go to commercial break. So we're going to go to commercial break for 30 seconds. You're probably going to hear from my producer again, and then we'll come back. Will you wait? Okay. Okay. Tony. Yeah. Go to commercial. Okay, going. The Sick Podcast will be back in about 30 seconds with Tony Marinero. The Sick Podcast usually plays weeknights starting at 10 p.m. or directly right after the Montreal Canadiens hockey game. Listen to The Sick Podcast, and you can also follow them on Twitter at The Sick Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to their YouTube channel as well. It's absolutely free. And the beauty of subscribing to their YouTube channel is not only is it free for you, but the more people subscribe, the more people watch, the more money Agnello makes, and the bigger a commission Tony makes. And yes, as Tony has already mentioned on the program, he, Agnello, and Sammy are 50-50 on the business. One day, it will likely sell for $100 million, and Tony Marinero will take off with about $50 million, and he'll finally be able to get that so-desired condo that he so much wants in lovely Florida. Tony, you're going back in 20 seconds. I'm just going to go back to Stefan. Yes. Yeah. Hello, Stefan. It's uh, the producer again. We're going to be back in about uh, 10 seconds time. Okay. Okay. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Marinero back on the sick podcast and we're going back to my buddy 66 spinning who has told us that his name is Stefan in Quebec City. Hey Stefan, thanks yes. so much. We just we had to pay some bills, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. All right, okay. Hey Tony, you yeah, said my... a, few, a few days ago that uh, 
euh, you, 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 uh, tu gagnais 640 dollars de l'heure, 640 by hour to be uh, a yeah. partner or uh, no. So at the, in 2010, I was a collaborator yeah. on L'Attaque yeah. à 5. And on L'Attaque à 5, all right, if memory serves me well, because it's now 13 years ago, we would do... 13 years I, ago, oh, yeah. Yeah, we would do an hour of television. We would have a panel of four people, plus the late, great Jean Paget was the host. Okay. And back then, we used to make $500 gross a show, $500. But there were some nights where it was the show was going to be replayed on another occasion, like the next day. So we were paid a premium for that. So on those nights, we got paid $610 a show. It seems to be fair. Well, fair. That, that was a lot of money. That, look, I got paid more then than you yeah, make uh, on radio now. Uh, I think so. Not on radio. I mean on television now. Like if you go to a show now, you will not make $610. You, you'll not make $610. But back in 2010, I made $610. Hey. Marco, come, Marco. Come. You can come. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm live. Why are you still up, man? Yeah, uh, another, uh, another. Uh... Come, come on. It doesn't matter. It does. Tell mom that we want to go in the Guinness World Book of Records tonight. We want to do 24 hours. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm not going to 24 hours. Please. No, no, but I'm not going to do 24 hours with you, Stefan. I'm going to do it with somebody else. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, no, you and I. Maybe, no, no, you. Uh, listen, maybe, uh, you're going to call your barber? My barber probably sleeping right now. You know, he's probably sleeping right now. But, uh, you know. Should we try calling him? Should I try calling him on the phone to see if he's awake or no? Or we should just let it go? No, but don't worry about it. Okay. Listen to me. I. This is what I'm going to do. With you have you. A, a lot of... You have a lot of contact on, on your phone, I, I think. Me? I got more contacts than lens crafters. <laughs> yeah. 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 We said Lilo the Line a few minutes ago. Lilo the Line, yeah. You remember that story? You remember the story mm -hmm. with Lilo the Line, right? Which one? Well, Lou Lamorello was the general manager of the New Jersey Devils. And Réjean Houle was the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. Mm -hmm. And uh, Réjean Houle called, the story goes that Réjean Houle called Lou Lamorello and he said, I want Stéphane Richer from you. Tell me what I have to give up. And then there was a call waiting, and Lou said, hold the line. And Rajon Ull said, done deal. Riche for hold the line. Okay. 
<laughs> That's a joke, by the way. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke about the peanuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold on to you for another 24 hours, okay? But I'd like to do this, okay? It's 12:02 a.m. Okay, 12:02 a.m. What do you say? Is this your longest podcast uh, since the beginning? This is probably my longest podcast since the beginning. But I can do things for a very extended period of time. You understand? With me, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Okay. Why don't we do this? I'm going to keep you until 5 a.m. Is that okay? No, no, no. I don't stay there. Don't sit there. You can't stay until 5 a.m.? No, no, no. No. I you have an appointment? Or? I could uh, stay a few minutes, a uh, few more minutes. No. Just a few more minutes. I, I like to, 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 to talk uh, with you. And uh, are, are, are you like my buddy George Larac? When you go to bed, do you, you hold on to a pillow? Oh, me. Oh, you, you talk about a pillow. Oh. <laughs> George, I, you 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 made to uh, to print some pillow. You have a great uh, T-shirt, but uh, yeah, maybe some pillow. I think you you're gonna sell yeah. them and make a few a few bucks with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Uh, speaking of shirts, what size do you take? Me? Yeah. A large. You take a large, okay? I'm going to do this, okay? Okay. I was playing with you before. I was teasing you before. I was having fun with you before, okay? And you know what? You're great. You're a good sport. I want to send you a T-shirt. What would you like me to write on the front of the T-shirt? Tell me what you would... Would you want me to have double shift your best players? Or would you want me to say, I'm Marinero? Marinero is sick about 66 spinning. Marinero is sick about 66 spinning. Sick about, no. Yeah. Okay. Or how about Marinero is sick? Exclamation point. You like that one? Yes. That's not bad. Marinero is sick. You would wear that? Mm-hmm. By the way, in ending, as I hear my wife coming down the stairs, and right now she's probably livid at me, and she's probably saying, what are you doing on at 12.05 a.m. for just a half million dollars a year? Is it worth it? And she's probably right. It's probably not worth it. Okay. But can I ask you this? 66 spinning comes from where exactly? Quebec City. Quebec City? No, no, but 66. Where did you get 66? The name 66. Where did you get that? Oh, okay. It's it's on YouTube. I open an account. Yeah. Eight or ten years ago, yeah, and I I, ma- I made spinning on on, on a spinning bike. And okay, the sixth is the year I was born. Ah, okay, that's the year that you were uh, born. Simple explanation. 
Ah, okay, 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 okay. You were born in the summer of 66. Sorry? You were born in the summer of 66. Uh, No, in November 66. Oh, yeah, what day in November? What day? Five. I'm born on the 23rd of November. You're a Scorpio. I'm a Sagittarius. Uh, Scorpions. You're a Scorpio. Hey, what we're going to do is I want to get you a large shirt. Marinaro is sick. But once I get you that shirt, this is what I want you to do. Where can I get it to you? So you're going to email me, Tony at the sickpodcast.com, with your phone number. I'm going to call you back tomorrow. You're going to give me your address tomorrow, and I'm going to get a shirt out to you. You want to know why? Because tonight, you and I, we made history. This podcast started at 10 p.m. tonight. It's ending at 12.07, 12.08. When I get off, Daniello and Sammy are going to go nuts. He's probably going to be sleeping, the guy. It's more than five minutes of fame to me. Yeah, no, but tonight, tonight, the sick, you see what happened tonight? The sick podcast took a different twist. Tonight, we brought it to another level. Okay. Yeah, okay? So send me an email, Tony at the sickpodcast.com. Send me your number. I'll call you tomorrow. I'll get your address. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to get you a nice black large shirt. Marinaro is sick. We'll talk to you soon. Bonne nuit, Stéphane. Bonne nuit. Très bonne nuit, Tony. Okay. C'est un grand plaisir de t'avoir parlé. Hey, moi aussi, ça a été un plaisir de te parler. And I teased you a little bit. I don't know if you caught on, but I teased you a little bit. So I'm sending you a shirt because you know what? You sound like a good guy to me. You're a good guy. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it too. All right. Agnello and Sammy. Now we can stop with the you called. You can come on now. We're going to end the show now. But before we do, I need to talk to you guys. Okay. I can ask you one question. Am I still going to have a job tomorrow, yes or no? Probably not. (laughs) The best part is that you called me before the show and you said, hurry up. I have people over. People left and came back and left again. I don't know who's going to die first. Your wife's going to kill you first. or My wife's going to kill me. She's been cleaning the house for the last five hours with my kids. My son came downstairs. He had to put clothes away in the dresser because his dresser's downstairs. He didn't want to pass in front of the camera. Okay, man. Let's have a night. Hey, it's 12 10. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That's a true story. So let me ask you that. Let me ask let me ask you again. 
the people that came to your house, they left. Yeah. <laughs> so you stayed there at the table. The yeah. <laughs> Savvy. Yeah. I love you, buddy. <laughs> They're Cavallaro. I'm Marinaro. Have a good night, everyone. It's a sick podcast. Tell your friends that the guy who hosts this podcast, he really is pretty sick. Good night. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. <laughs>